basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. Hi again, everybody. It is time for the Bob Ryan and Gary Tangley Zoom and Pod. And we are brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. The NFL season wrapping up, looking ahead to the playoffs. And this is time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. All right, Bob, let's get to it. Uh, we're going to start with the Memphis Grizzlies. And such a disappointment, first of all, that John Moran is done for the season. What do you think his future is? Well, he's still young, obviously, and, and his, his talent is unlimited. His ceiling is uh, is is very high. He'll bounce back, I think. I I, I I like to think he had learned something from his suspension and the reason for it, and he's growing and maturing. I'd like to think. I'm, I can't verify that, but um, he, he came back with, with a, you know, his skills intact, and now he gets hurt. So, I mean, I was just thinking as we were preparing uh, – what a disastrous like 18 months or, you know, oh. just, you know, the kid was right in the top of the world. He was young. It was, everything was going his way. The team was improving. They were, they were in the, I mean, they weren't going to win a championship, but they were a playoff level team. And, uh, you know, Jackson Jr. is, a, is, is really good. And Damon Bain, who had 32 last night, right. uh, is really good. And, you know, and, and they're, and the coach I think is respected and they're good. So future, He's still young enough to bounce completely back. That's all I can say. And then you had Marcus, and he oh. got hurt last night. And Marcus got, was feeling it. Having another game. Marcus was had 23 and 21 minutes when he got hurt. He made four threes again. Now, we know how streaky he is on threes. Yes, you know? we do. But um, this is the guy – this is a, a, a really useful player when he's, when he's combining all the, the night in night out defense and, 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 you know, and, and uh, unpredictable stuff that he does and uh, that, that disrupts teams with, with, with legitimate offense. And so, uh, but their season is, is, is just blown up in their face now without, without, without well, it's even... too bad because I look at Memphis as one of those teams I want to watch. You're right. They're not going to win the title. And I think as the season progresses, you're looking at the Celtics, you're looking at Denver, you like Philly. I still think it's an outside shot, but you never know. Yeah. Um, but I look in Milwaukee. Uh, I don't think OKC is there yet. I think that, you know, but I, I think it's there's really three teams that could win it, in my opinion, at this time. But there's a ton of teams you want to watch. And Memphis was one of those teams. Now, maybe without Moran for the rest of the season, you want to see Marcus if the finger's okay. You want to see Bain, mm -hmm. you know. A lot of young players in the league. San Antonio is worth watching. You know, OKC is certainly worth watching. You know, OKC, the, uh, Orlando. I, I Orlando, like, the, like yeah. right. I but like those young players. That, that, you know, uh, WWs, worth watching. And Sacramento. Uh, oh, yeah, let's talk about them. I know you want Sabonis. Well, Sabonis, I'm such a suck-up to Sabonis, the whole family. Well, let know? me run the stats. 37 points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds. <laughs> the Kings were down by 20 in the first quarter. Oh. Then they led by 15 in the third. The Pistons have this problem, right? Because that's what happened with the Celtics. The Celtics were down by a bunch. 21. Yeah. You know, so this is this happens to the Pistons all the time. This game, you know, that we know that the NBA can be a game of runs. People say it all the time. But yes. this is 
this is to the ultimate extreme. If any, I mean, just got to go off that there. They were down 20 in the first. They're up 15 in the third, the Kings. And there's a 35-point swing. They lost the lead completely, and they wound up winning by 21. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to hum and hum and I'm going to Ralph Crampton here. Crampton here. I, what do you say? <laughs> but, um, yeah, but uh, my, my guy Sabonis, I just totally love his game. But the first time I ever laid eyes on him, in a Gonzaga uniform on television, I said, oh, my God, the kid can play. And, of course, Daddy was one of the greatest clinicians ever in, at right. the position. And, uh, uh, and of course, well, I keep reminding people, we never saw the best of Arvidas Sabonis because by the time he was – he had uh, several injuries and a couple of vats of vodka away ago when he got over here. But he could play this game, and, uh, and the kid is wonderful. So anyway, Sacramento's got they got they got Fox, they got Monk, you know, they got they got people that they're they're a fun team to, to watch. Oh, I Bob, I mean, if you're if you're a true basketball fan, right? If you're a true basketball fan, you have to love the European game and, and what they bring. And we've seen it with the I mean, you mentioned the other day, I think you and Jeff were taking if you had the international all stars against the states, eh, you know. States. I'll, I'll give you a sneak. Stay tuned. You might be reading something about that in the near future. I'll just. Oh, really? Is that a little preview to the old wink, globe? Wink, wink. Okay. Yes, wink, yeah, wink. Keep your eyes open. You might see something about that in the near future somewhere in uh, a publication near you. The NFL season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado. Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE NY or text Hope NY in New York. So some, some notes on the Celtics here and it's the Celtics. It's very hard. And believe me, we've tried 
to find criticisms or, or faux pas or flaws, you know, like what do yeah. they need to work on? And it's, you know, we've talked about maybe they make a deal in a month, you know, February, the beginning of February. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. You know, it, we'd still like to see him get a big man. But, you know, I want to talk about Porzingis and his comments on Drew Holiday. He said, quote, he deserves the most credit. He has sacrificed the most. Uh, and I think for those of us who didn't see Drew Holiday play every day with Milwaukee when they won the championship, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was basically the freak then Holiday, right? Yes. Okay, now it's Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, White, then Holiday. And this guy has no problem with it. No, no, really, he is the, the fifth thought of many nights uh, for all of us and, and the fans. And, and uh, obviously, this is a very interesting observation from an insider, <laughs> a teammate. Right. Uh, I, I, I arched an eyebrow when I read it this morning. And not, not in disapproval or dismay, just, oh, man, that's a pretty strong endorsement. Because I, I, I think, you know, Krasingas is a very stable, you know, very sound thinking young man. Um, yeah, that was really impressive. Really impressive. I have to tell you, uh, Garrett, uh, um, he kind of flew under the radar for me from the beginning. Uh, you know, that he was, I knew he was a good player. I remember at UCLA, you know, and all that. And, and uh, the, the brothers, you know, the, the Holiday brothers and all that stuff. But, and I didn't appreciate how good he really was uh, and, uh, on, uh, in Milwaukee, uh, even last year. And then when, uh, but then I started, uh, people, I find reading more and more praise about how good he is. And we, he fell, and, you know, this is the ultimate, fell out of the sky. If ever, right. if, in all the Celtic history of transactions, you know, there have been lucky things like Don Nelson, you know, for a thousand dollars, you know, okay, waiver wire, whatever, whatever it was, it may have been a hundred dollars. Scotty Wedman, and Wed, well, Wedman, yeah, well, Wedman, yeah, they got Wedman. I don't even remember what they had to give up or what it was. Some, I don't right. even know it was a free agent. I don't know. But the idea, the only reason that he is in a Celtic uniform is because Damian Willard held his breath until he turned blue and got right. himself out of Portland. This only reason that the Celtics were in, in any position or anybody was in any position to get him. And boy, it's the luckiest break of that type in franchise history. They, they can't take credit for it. They, he fell out of the sky. All right, so we have him. And aren't we happy to have him? And, and you know, the, this, this, this team has really got some I mean, stable individuals, let's face it, you know, White. Oh, very mature. And, 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 and of course, Al and, and, and you know, Jalen Brown, who and we know his future isn't in basketball, you know, when he's done, he's going to go save the world, you know, somehow, some way. Oh, sure. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, you know, so yeah, anyway, it, a, it, it must be a real relief and pleasure to coach them. They not have to deal with drama. Oh, you know? Missoula must be like, I've died and gone to heaven. I mean, there must be guys around the league looking at, at him and saying, that lucky son of a bitch. He doesn't have the problem I got with, with, with in my locker room. Now maybe we're naive and we don't know what's really going on, but I think I think it's a very safe observation. So uh, yeah, that they they've got they got all kinds of adults in the room. <laughs> well, nice? I mean, Joe, listen. I mean, we've we've talked about how Joe has the second season under his belt now. He's more comfortable, but he's just got better players to work with. Yeah, the players don't work for him; they work with him. People have spoken about. He's spoken about how he sits down with a player and he asks them. He sits down and he'll talk to a. Oh, Kate, I mean, Red did that. 
I mean, Bob, you could talk about that. The best coaches ask the players. You know, Russ, oh, what do you think? Of course, you know, the greatest example when yeah, when Russ is down with Holiday and says, "Okay, what do you know? What do you think?" Yeah, yeah. What do you think? No, it's really, it's really true. It's 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 really very good. Uh, so, it. Do you have a red story about that? Like maybe. Well, not, and actually, I, I think of more about Russell when he coached. Of course, he was a player coach, which means right. he needed to have help. And this is before they had assistants. Remember. Right. In the Bill Russell era, and when, when and when he coached, uh, and and anybody who was a player coach, there had been a couple of others. Uh, you, you were your your support group were your veterans and your 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 uh, your trainer. I think Joe. I think that um, you know Buddy Wu and and you know Joe, um, Joe Delorina. They kept track of the fouls. Russ, uh, uh, Bailey's got three. You know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. You know. And no, seriously. Um, and we know that when in that late stage in, in that in their era of late sixties, that supposedly the de facto offensive coordinator was Larry Siegfried, and and you know and but anybody could make a suggestion. Now Russell didn't need any help on the defense. We know that, but but offensive, he, he was willing to tell me what you think. What do you think of the play? Uh, what do you think we can do a better play? Um, oh yeah. That's, that's that's the way that was. No, Red Red was a smart people person. Red was, you know, Red. Of course, he was a tactician. To, but we all know he had the famous seven basic plays and options. And and his ideal world of basketball, you'd never run a play. You'd, you'd have you'd fast break all right. night long. Every right. single well, play would be transition in in his ideal you know world. Um, but he was about people and and how he handled them and or oh, he didn't like that word and how he worked with them. You know, and and he 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 treated and he reacted and, and responded to Russell in one way and Heinz in another way and Charmin another way and Kuzi another way. You know, and Havlicek and on and on. That was that was Red's great genius. Uh, Missoula's doing the same thing. And if you look at all the great coaches, Phil Jackson, Red Arback, Jackson, Jackson's the same way. Handing out the books. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, the triangle offense. Thanks, Tex. Okay, that's Thanks, great. Thanks, Tex. Yeah. Now, do I, now, how do I handle all all of this and um, I think who, who's the quote I was reading? Oh, Vince Lombardi. They had that in the Globe the other day. You know, the old Vince Lombardi. Like, it's not about the X's and O's, man. It's about how you handle the handle. Right. You, he didn't like yeah. that word. It's about how you relate to the players and the people. And even the the Packers. What had what five plays? Well, uh, uh, that power, you know, that power play that will yeah, off tackle right, hot, hot. Yeah, you know, know. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and then every. About and then Bart would throw about twelve passes a game, yeah. you know, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and, we know uh, what's coming. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, pal, yeah, student body right. They said at SC. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, student body right. So let's stop it. Let's go. <laughs> but anyway, so Joe has a great Joe Mazzola's got a nice situation here. The probably the envy, the envy of the league, and and uh, uh, I, but I'll say oh, we're talking about teams to watch, right? Um, and the team they just played gave them a hard time, gives them a hard time. Indiana now they uh, as a rule, uh, they got a guy in the team that is is. Uh, uh, I'm glad that there's a play room in the league for somebody like this, T.J. O'Connell. Yeah, he 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 messes around. He he makes he gets in your way. He bothers you. He does. this is what Brunson was uh, kind of like. I thought, but this guy even more so. Um, you know, I love it that there's you know there's a rule, there's a place for somebody like that. To a degree. Now he's not scrap as he's scrappy. Our guy Richard, you know, has nights when he, you know, he he sneaks in for offensive rebounds. And how do you get that? You know, and he'll go on the floor. 
And of course, you know, his, his raison d'etre is to make threes. We know that. But he can do more than that. Right. So it's going to – he's going to have a long shelf life, you know, in the league. He won't probably he won't be a Celtic lifer, but but he'll be he'll be in the league. He'll have a nice career. He'll, he'll and I'm glad guys like that. There's still room for him now. Good. You know, I think in a second Indiana game, like Jalen had 40. You know, Tatum gets some rest, yeah. and Joe has said that's what he's going to do. And you know, they still almost won the game. I mean, there's some no. questionable calls at the end. Oh right? well, that's let's get to that. Oh, yeah, let's get to that. But can, can I, before we, I, you tell me how you want to answer this because <laughs> I, I wrote all of this down. On those calls, like the Porzingis call, they said should have been a non-call, I believe. And that ended up going, he ended up going to the foul line and winning the game. So after we'll get to that. But after the game, you get the NBA releases the final two minutes and critiques the ref. Right? Yes. So they admit that they got all the calls. They admit what they got right and what they got wrong. I don't yes. like that. I don't like that. Thank you. I don't get the point. For public consumption, I, don't I think care. I think there should be an internal review. They want to keep track, you know. You know, they want to review the refs. They want to monitor them. They, they you know, you 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 want to, and if there's a learning uh, tool that they can use to to you know try to help referees make better decisions, you know, in the future, um, uh, or or find out you know who screws up and who doesn't, that's fine. They should be able to do that. But releasing it to the public and, and for the teams to stew on it. So what what is what good is it going to do? None. Joe Missoula None. right now. None. Or, or tomorrow morning or the day after. Or what good's it going to do them? None. They lost the game. They they blew the call. Somewhere down the road, they'll be the beneficiary of it. You know it. That's the way it is. And they'll they'll get the call. And and probably already had a couple. We haven't even thought about. You know. Also, and, and, you know. And what's when- the point? I agree. And when I read it, you know, in, in the three plays that, in, the, in the game was um, that Porzingis shouldn't have been called for a foul. Um, oh, heels block on on Brown. Some was, people, you know, they said that was clean because it was incidental contact on the top of the head. Then Miles Turner should have been called for an illegal screen. That, that's, yeah, My that's, God, I'm sitting here and I'm reading this and I'm like, <laughs> we're going to second guess an illegal screen. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm with you, Bob. I mean, it takes the power away from the the play. It takes the power away from the ref. Uh, it hurts your credibility. And you know what I say to the Celtics? You know, score more points. You're so damn good right now. I mean, if you're going to sit there and bitch <laughs> about one call, I mean, you didn't have your guy, but their guy, Halliburton, got hurt. It's a hell of a game, and it came down to the end. But it's yeah. – Ah, I hate it. I hate it. I, I, hate I, it. I when I first started doing it, I said, "What? What is? What is this?" Oh. And it's I don't know. It's only about what, how many? It's a few years old, right? Two or three years old. Maybe they've been doing this. I mean, se- I mean, screens. We're breaking down screens. Oh, forget it. Uh, anyway. I, I remember I used to rail fifty years ago, literally about Willis Reed. I thought he said a, a lot of illegal screens, but that's okay. That well, <laughs> well I mean, you know, I to me. I, I, it's, it's, I was young, I was young and impassionate and impressionable. Yeah, well, well, that's all right. But I would never <laughs> go against a Hall of Famer there. But I was just like, so what did you think overall? So last night with the game, I mean, do you sit there and you look okay? Well, it was a bad call on Porzingis. That's why they lost the game. Um, no, you 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 try to remember that there's so many things you shouldn't be in that position kind of thing. You know, that's right. the thing I learned a long time ago when I realized, you know, when you see bad calls at the end and you say, well, but you put your, if, if you put yourself in a position you shouldn't have been in, you know, then you don't have a right to complain. 
that's the way I look at it. But there are times when, you know, it, it's really egregious and, 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 and you know, it's going to happen. They're human beings. Uh, they're, they're going to blow calls and you just hope that they're not in the seventh, you know, the final minute of the game seven of the playoffs that they have to, you know, that they have to make those kind of decisions. But no, no I'm, 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 I used to be more passionate about it, but that was a long time ago. You know, I've seen too much and I understand, I think, the, you know, the, the reality of the situation. But the number one, the rule, my rule of thumb, did you put yourself in a position that you didn't need to be in? If you did, then, you know, sorry. Right. I'm with you. No. Yeah. Hey, I want to go back. Can I go back to Holiday? Because yeah. That, yeah. Um, he talked about Missoula using him in the middle of a 2-1-2. Yeah. So that's interesting. So let's break that down because he communicates with the people in front of him and the people in back of him communicate with him. To me, he's kind of like a free safety, right? Where he's usually oh. on the ball. Yeah, no, well, I think you want a guy that's got great instincts in that regard. And, you know, 2-1-2, two, two, uh, funny, the two most prevalent uh, high school zones are 2-3 are two, and 2-1-2. Two, and, and I always thought that 2-1-2, two, two, you should have a big, you would have a a bigger guy than him, you know. Right, uh, usually uh, In the middle of that, yeah, you'd want a bigger guy. So that that intrigued, that got my attention right away because I said, wow, uh, you know, usually, I mean, it, the 2-1-2, the, two, two, the guy, the, the one might be your biggest man. And, and at times, depending on his, his, his agility, you know, and his, his lateral mobility, but, but, but uh, interesting that, you know, it would, you know, in other words, you thought it might be Pazingas in the 2-1-2 two, two, and the back guys would be Tatum and Brown or, 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 or whoever's on the floor, Al and him. No, anyway, interesting. I'm going to keep an eye out for this now, you know, because I have to say one thing that I don't keep an eye out for very often is, is, if, is switching defenses in the NBA. You know, you see it in college every night. That's different. But, uh, you know, the fact that you can use zones and zones have been a problem for the Celtics. It'd be nice. Wouldn't it be interesting if it turns out to be an asset? Because it has not been since the rule was instituted that right. I can say that they've never been use of the zone and they've been hurt by the zones. And uh, so this is interesting. I like this. I mean, what I like something else to, to focus on. What do you think of White and Holiday as a defensive backcourt? I don't know who's better. On, on paper, what I have to think about, I have to go examine like 30 teams plus teams. It's awful good. And, uh, you know, they're both surprisingly good, I think. I mean, we just don't well, focus on that. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, yeah no, they, they are. They're, they're, they, these are, these are pros. Uh, yeah, no, they're not perfect. Uh, you know, obviously guys can score against them, but, but, uh, uh but white particularly that this shot block thing is just, Blows my mind, <laughs> not even him. Um, I, yeah, it, what he's done this year with blocking shots out of the position, out of the guard position. But uh, no, it's good. They're in, they're in good hands. Obviously, I I don't know that there's a better defensive duo in the backcourt in the league. Robert, you have been on the Knicks trade. Oh. That trade that they made, oh. you were the only one that was on it. They won five in a row. It, they're not just one five in a row, Gary. The margins of victory in this order of those five games, six, 16, 36, 16, 28. They're, they're beating the last, winning the last five games by 20 points a game. And Ananobi, um, well, he was last, you know, he was hot. Last night he was hot. He had 23. Um, he's at 17, 11, 11, 9, 23. But, you know, he was obtained because he was they, – they wanted to improve their defense. And they're getting a bonus with him as a three-point shooter as well. 
but apparently he's you know he didn't even have he started immediately by the way there wasn't even a without even a practice you know he he, he still goes into the lineup um um it, now i'm i'm not going to say it's equivalent but you know being historically minded I, I, i'm a history major you know i'm um, being historically minded first thing i thought of was a the most significant in-season trade in the nick history which was obtaining dave debusher a few days before christmas in 1968 and, and set in motion a six-year run of the Knicks winning two championships and, and, and losing in the finals. And, and, and uh, I'm not saying he's going to have that kind of effect, you know, of, of a Hall of Famer, but uh, it, it, it is the most significant instant, you know, shot of adrenaline that, that, that the Knicks have had since 1968. That's, I mean, this is a, and, and by the way, Toronto's happy with the trade on their end. They're happy already. Barrett, you know, Barrett's going home. You know, he's a, he's a Canadian. He may even be a Torontonian. I'm not sure about that. But and and quickly, who, you know, last year was the, you know, the the, the, the uh, favorite son uh, is, is, is right off to a good start with them. They're happy. So, you know, they're both both teams are smiling with the uh, with, hey, didn't we do a good job? So is that good for them? All right. Do you put the Knicks in the Orlando OKC category? Well, if they're going to win. What winning by twenty points again? They're, they've elevated themselves clearly, I, and I think their self, their uh, 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 self, their confidence and their, yeah. their self uh, esteem. That's the word I'm, I'm saying. Is is shot up dramatically in, in last you know since in these games? How could it not? And I, I've said all along. Uh, I've always said I'm not alone. I'm one of the many to say it's good for the league to have the Knicks good. Oh, because no doubt. Oh, the Knicks oh, are good. Of course. In any sport, it's good, but it's good, and it's particularly good in the NBA because well, New York is a polarizing entity in all things. So now you're going to have people that, you know, that, that can go hate the Knicks, but they're going to watch them to hate them as well as the people. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, they're and, and spy, you, this, you know, spike. And, 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 and yeah. there is, to my, there is no more loyal. Maybe you can give me a couple of, of equals, but nobody, there's no more loyal fandom than the Knicks. Who have suffered, you know, now for right. a long time. Uh, uh, one playoff victory since nineteen ninety nine. You know, one 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 yep. playoff series, I think. And and uh, uh, whatever it is, it's bad. And and they keep coming, spending that money, and it's money. And uh, they keep coming. And and um, God love them. So uh, they, I, they deserve something good to root for. So it's. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Um, and in all my experience, there there was nothing quite. Uh, it was a special flavor about it. The most interesting rivalry and, and, and moments to go to the Boston Garden in all my time were the early 70s when the Knicks were good and the Celtics were good. And and this garden wasn't selling out every night in those days. And the, the Knicks fans, you would have at least one third of the building would be uh, Knicks right. fans. Because there were all these New York college kids that you know that from BU or Northeastern and BC and, and Jersey and and, and that uh, were going to you know the cheer for the Knicks and it was like a college atmosphere it was it was just electric it was wonderful anyway I welcome the Knicks into the into the hunt okay I welcome them into the hunt so are the Knicks your favorite visiting team since you've been covering the Celtics um the uh, that's a very good question um. Uh, uh, you know this the Philly rivalry was great in the bird you know uh, oh yeah Boston three year right Dr. Right, J yeah. uh, and certainly game seven and and, and eighty one was I say the most emotional game I've, I've ever covered in the in, in all those years and, and and 
nothing quite like it. Um, that was good. The Lakers, of course. The Lakers, so, right. You know, I mean, it was, it, it, I, I, but I don't want people to forget that. People know, you know, they, they associate, you know, because now time, so much time has elapsed since the Knicks have been, you know, right. violent, you know, whereas people are more willing to remember, there's fewer, more people can remember when the Celtics and the Lakers were the item. So they were in there. It was good. I don't want people, you know, I want people to know how great that was. And it would be cool if we could ever, well, you're not going to have that kind of atmosphere because now they sell, they sell out. They don't, those tickets aren't available that were available 50 years ago. But you still would have a a, a, a real buzz if, if the Knicks were good. Yeah, but whenever you have Boston, New York, it's good for business. Yeah, it is. And that's, it's good for the league to have New York good and and uh, and any and anything. So um, th- this is good. Now, we'll see if this is sustainable. But once again, Brunson, you know, Brunson and continues to, you know, prove that he's an all-star. And, and, and Randall... There's such a controversy about Randall, but boy, he, some nights he's a he's a beast. He's what do you think beast. Tibbs is doing right? Um, well, he's always been a good, you know, defensive coach. Um, uh, I, I I just think they've got enough. They've, they've accumulated a a, a a better roster. Period. Uh, he's he's. I don't think he's changed too much in any way. He, he's going to do it his way, and and you know he's a hard nosed, relentless. Um, defensive oriented guy but uh uh he, he just he's been a, he's got a long history now man he's got a i mean he's got he's he's become he's come a long way since i salem state days i'll tell you that so uh, you remember him from salem state no i learned about him after the fact i did <clears throat> harvard a little not much but uh you know i got to know him a little bit when he was here and it is you know it's much more interesting guy than people you know he, people put him in a stereotypical you know box he's just a life where he should sleep on a couch and right you know, you know and, and and he didn't mind projecting that image but but there's more to him than that he's a he's a good person yeah he's a very good person i liked him when he was with the Celtics, and i like the fact that he's finding success and it seems to me the knicks like to play for him yep well, they're, the thing, they're... you know because guys burnt you know i was just wondering if you learned a little bit you know like larry said i mean he was in chicago for a while and ended up with the Knicks. you know bird said three years people are done listening to me that's the biggest thing with the nba coach you know you can be a hard ass but man you cannot burn out you cannot burn these guys out well you know and that he was hasn't the, done it that was you know that, that that became the bill fitch mo you know it wasn't oh really was i know i know yeah and, and you know we were talking earlier about people person you know he didn't he didn't bother too much with that you know he didn't bother too much with that. And him was, was about the X's and O's. And, and I mean, no, I'm saying he was a bad person. I liked him. We got along I great. I know, yeah, you, yeah, you got We got along great, but, uh, you know, that he, he wore he wore him out. And I, I insist that by uh, 1983, the only guy of consequence, he ended a bench, didn't matter. But the only guy of consequence who hadn't tuned him out was Larry. And and uh, there were, ding dong, the witch is dead was the feeling when, when he left oh, yeah. it. And they got KC, whom they all loved. Right. They, everybody loved KC. And, and you know, and Kumbaya, and, you know, guess what? Two rings in three years. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, that there was, and KC definitely gets credit for that. And the fact that they, he didn't know what to do with the 87 team when, 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 when he needed to play kids, he has to take the blame for that. So, anyway. Right. Yeah. Or right. the, the great story is Larry starts to talk. KC says, hang on, Larry, I'm the coach here. Do what Larry says. <laughs> I love that story. That's um, great. Before we let you go, uh, during our conversations, I always love to get out of memory lane. You mentioned like the 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 Siegfried and 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 the different personalities on that team yep. that was coached by Russell. 
Yes. Who had I, I whenever I think about that crew, I always think of like John Havlicek, who was my favorite player of all time. He was my hero. I worshiped him. But I always remember that like John had to have hangers hung, I was told, like in a yeah. certain way. Like he, you know, and then, you know, in that then you had another guy like Cowens who was like just, you know, a, a wreck. Yeah, you know, I know. But like who is the most intriguing personality of of that group? Of that group? Yeah. That you know. Um, that's a very good question, and and uh, I think uh, Satch might be the answer. Yeah, my my everlasting right. image. Two things: he he kept the adhesive tape uh, industry in business all by himself. He you know famously had the most heavily taped ankles in in the in history of mankind. Um, and, um, I, I saw it. I mean, it was just couldn't believe. Um, the other thing is, on the road, he did always reading on the road because he had so much going on with business opportunities at home. He didn't have time for it. But I, my everlasting image of Satch is while he's getting taped, is reading a paperback on the training table. And, and, uh, and he, he read incessantly on the plane and, on, 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 uh, and took, his, took his book right into the locker room and read while he was getting taped, read before it again. Um, and, you know, and, and of course, a, a radio announcer voice, Satch. You know, oh, yeah. Professor, professorial. Very oh, very erudite man, professorial, whatever word do it, cerebral, but great sense of humor, and and uh, as well, just a class and and just a, a warm, embracing person. Uh, yeah, so he might be the answer to that uh, in that group. The 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 wacko, you know, the high wire. Uh, 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 I read covered well. I, it was one set of someone else in the, in baseball that he's. He makes coffee nervous. Well, that would have been that would have been Larry Siegfried. Siggy was a high wire guy, you know, and of course John was Mister Unflappable. Um, so the answer to that, I would say, is uh, is Satch. Yeah, that that's a great answer, and it's also I, I, you know, if you did a comparison of the players from the '60s, '50s, '60s, and even into the '70s, because I know, I mean. Tommy made a lot of money as an insurance guy. Oh yeah, I think John was in the got into the candy business. Um, a lot of guys had other jobs. I mean, I remember re the great Rico Petroselli telling me that you know he was pumping he he was pumping gas in the off season because he bought a gas station. I remember, station. remember that happening. Also, yeah, he briefly got into the fast food business. Yeah, and then briefly. Rico told me one time. Um, God, I love that guy. He. Um, People didn't know, but it was so cold out. And this was back when you had people coming out and pumping your gas. He had a ski mask on and he's <laughs> out like pumping gas. You know, and, and um, it, yeah, how can I help you? You know, Frank, Frank I mean, Ramsey uh, got into funeral homes, I believe, or, or, or nursing homes. Right. Not, so nursing so homes. Now you do have players. Andre Dawson's into funeral homes. Yeah. When, when you have players like today, like LeBron, who's in the movies, you yeah. know, or things like that, but that's what they're interested in. They don't need the money. I no. think what made players interesting, uh, they needed the money. They needed a second oh. job. Cousin had a gas station. He needed Cousin in the back early 50s. And, and, and Charmin, they got into the business there briefly there. Oh, yeah, they all needed a job. And oh, baseball, yeah. too. Famous, they all needed to get jobs in, in, in the offseason. And in the football, Johnny United supposedly laid the floors for about half his team in the offseason. Right. And you know, that's what I'm, you know. Uh, you read so that, and, oh the, the world is so entirely and utterly different in so many ways 
uh, you know, and and uh, no, there's no, you know, the famous thing in the playoffs would come and Ramsey would supposedly write $5,000 on the blackboard, this or, or whatever the sum would be, the, what their share would be if they won. And, 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 you know, that was supposed, that was the incentive supposed to carry them through sure. the playoffs. And they could use that money. You know, there wasn't any joke about it. Five grand in 65, 66, oh, whatever. So, so yeah, that's, that's the world they, they, they came from. And I, you know, I, I keep reminding people that when I covered the team in the early seventies, uh, that uh, they uh, they all uh, parked at at the Hilton uh, and got the van over. There was the Hilton let them park there when they're going on a trip. So I saved the uh, parking fee at Logan, which was five dollars. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was five dollars they didn't have to spend, and uh, and it was not a joke. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's a different, and I think I had to pay the five dollars with it. The Globe you know, now you know athletes. Sometimes you're you're a and and. I'm not saying one way is better than the other. It's just now professional athletes and they make a lot of money and they deserve every dime, but they're kind of like, it's a, like, it's about being that player, that persona all year round. Yeah. You no, know? I mean, That's you can have point. other jobs, you know, you have other interests and other investments, but you know, if you're That's a very good point, you know, yeah. like if Tommy, you're, Heinsen, you're if Tommy Heinsen was playing today, he would be Tommy. He would be making a lot of money. And he'd be making, I don't know, whatever. He'd have a $100 million contract or whatever. And he'd be Tommy Heinsohn year-round. He wouldn't be Tommy Heinsohn insurance salesman. Well, you know what? It's the I guess the word we're seeking is brand. You you, you become a brand. You're brand. You become a you're brand. brand. And you're and right. And that's 12 months. That's 24-7, 365. You're a brand. And, yes. that's, and, and that didn't exist. And, and even like Magic. Like Magic got involved and did very well business-wise. But I think that Magic's brand enabled that business to succeed. It was like magic. Oh. I don't have to get in the business to make money. The business brings me in because they need me as a brand. No, very good point. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Interesting stuff, Bob. Uh, I love these chats. <laughs> brand, I got to go get water out of my basement. Uh, ooh, well, I, I'm 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 going to check mine, but I'm usually pretty lucky there. Thanks. <laughs> good for you. All right. Until next week, Mr. Ryan. So long. All right. Listen, FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. The NFL regular season wrapping up. Hello, playoffs. Time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports board. Right now, the customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 